Welcome back to Hour 2 of our live coverage here from Canton, Ohio. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. And, uh, Matt, yesterday we brought up a a piece that uh, Rick Goslin, formerly of the uh, Dallas Morning News and now of uh, Sports Illustrated's Talk of Fame Network, he did a a look back at Troy Polamalu, uh, what some – coaches had to say coaches front office people scouts around the league had to say about Troy Polamalu back in 2003 coming out of USC coming out of USC prospect, right right that Rick, was cool that was fun Rick used to do this uh, you know we we t- we've talked about the 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 beast that Dame Brugler puts mm-hmm. together for the athletic now um it's a it's a big draft guide well Rick did this back in the day going back to the early 90s for the Dallas Morning News yeah and so he and he still has all of his notes. Super so, dialed in with yeah. You know. So he he's gone back for this year's draft class or this year's Hall of Fame class, and looked at some of these guys from that perspective. Hey, what were the what were the what was the talk about these guys way back when? And it was interesting with Troy too because some of those concerns held up. I mean, you could see why scouts had some worries. You know, durability was a big one, and his style of play made you think, wow, he's going to have a tough time staying healthy. He throws around his body, and he's got concussions and all these type of things. So um, I'm curious what they say about Fanica, but from what I recall as a not-expert scout at the time, he was a pretty clean prospect. He was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, So Gosselin's draft analysis was uh, this. Fanica spent three seasons at LSU leaving after his junior year. He started all 35 games of his college career. That's pretty good. He was a freshman starter. Freshman starter, three LSU. Year starter, started every game. Not he at could. Uh, not at Southern Louisiana, but right. at LSU. So he started every game he possibly could. Yeah, and then left early. He earned Associated Press All America honors in 1997 and was an Outland Trophy finalist as the best lineman in yeah. college football. Yeah, yeah. Wonder who won it that year. Not that it matters. Yeah, Fanica allowed one sack in his final season at LSU. He measured in at six four. And a half, 322 pounds at the uh, 1998 NFL Combine. Ran a 53940 uh, and benched uh, 225 pounds just 20 times. Long arms, though, for a guard. Long arms I for a guard. He's over 6'4", you just said, right? Yeah. The 40 times, though, back then, especially linemen, they didn't practice their starts and stuff. Right. You know, they just yeah. went and ran. Yeah, this is and nobody cared about what a guard This ran is 1998. Anyway. Uh, Real quick, though, you say he's 320 322, yeah. And he weighs, like, 100 pounds less than that right now, I bet. Uh, he's probably still around 240. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I almost forgot how big he was. That's a big guard. Yeah. He's tall and he's thick and strong. Uh, Gosselin rated Fanica the top guard in the 1998 draft and placed him 27th on his top 100 board. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. It hurts to be a guard, of course. Yeah. The Steelers drafted Fanica 26th in the first round. <laughs> Pretty how good. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Uh, here are the comments on Fanica from six talent evaluators leading up to the 1998 draft. Not quite as many as there were with Troy, mm-hmm. but I think this thing kind of grew as it went on here. But here's what one scout said. Scares you. Only did 20 reps. But then you watch him play, and he's stoning people. A zone-blocking guard. They pull him, and he's a 50-50 blocker in space. Wow. Uh, labors to get outside. Labors to come back. But if, you, if he gets you square, you're dead. He jolts you. Great hands, country strong. Watch his workout, and you don't see 20 reps. You see more. I don't remember him laboring in space No, from what I recall. He played at lighter than 322 pounds okay. for the Steelers. Okay. Um, and maybe they, they yeah. recommended it once they got their hands on him or whatever, too. The country strong thing certainly adds up. The 20 reps, when, I, you, know, when you said that, I was like, oh, I thought he'd be more. But he does have long arms. 
Um, it's a lot harder for those guys. I wonder how much he's even, you know, how much did he even practice that stuff, you know, leading up to the combine too. Yeah. It's not that important, and it was less important then. Um, next, uh, this is from an offensive line coach. So this okay. guy would have a, he would hope a little bit more. Um, a little deeper analysis. Yeah, maybe, a, little, you know? a little, little more on the ball with this one. One of the best guards I've seen in a long time. Wow. A buzzsaw. Great effort and phys physical on every snap. Not a great athlete, but he goes, goes, goes. He'll always hit somebody. A first-rounder, not as good of an athlete as Jeff Garding, or Jeff Harding's the top guard in the 1996 uh, so draft. Yeah, okay. But packs more of a physical punch. Okay. Isn't that funny? You saw those two together yeah. quite a bit, I'm and sure. And that, that's exactly how I would, you know, I think Harding's was an, a, a, a better athlete. Better mover. But one-on-one, on one, you know, Harding's always, uh, when the Steelers would have their one-on-one -on -one blocking drills, once they signed Harding's. Okay. He would not look great in the one-on-one -on -one blocking drills. Well, he's going against Hampton and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, or Steve. Right, not would be Steve. It was, it was right. been Hampton and, and Chris Hoke. That's not Hulk his style. And, yeah. right. I would think that's the last, you know, centers, rarely do you find a center that can handle, you know, the, the speed and power. It sounds like Harding struggled with the true noses more so than most the, centers the do. Most they do. just and don't anchor well. That's why you double Hamptons yeah. and Wilforks and yeah. stuff like that, <laughs> and why Wilfork doesn't have any numbers, going back to the last conversation. But it's interesting. I mean, Harding's was a premier prospect. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's what another offensive line coach said about him. Wide base, low to high player, dominates at the line, but not good in, sp but in space. Yeah, this, this not good in space thing keeps coming up. Keeps coming up, and that's actually what he did well. You really picture him pulling yeah. and coming around, you know, and wonder different offensive line coach got a hold of him. You said he dropped a little bit of weight. Yeah, maybe they didn't do it as much at yeah, LSU, right, right, so right. they only had a couple of reps where they saw it. Or he didn't look as good at the combine doing yeah. it or something. Or he just you know learned I mean? it and got better yeah, at it. Yeah, he just got better at it, right. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, he's pretty young. I mean, he's only three years removed from high school. Yeah, he's 20, 21 <laughs> right, years old right, at that right. time. Uh, here's what another scout said. When he hits people, it's him that gets jolted too many times, gets yanked off his feet. Hmm. I wonder if that scout's still working in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, I say, that doesn't – one of these things doesn't look like the other. <laughs> I, I'm not buying that one. Yeah. I mean, one of the – I mean, who knows? I mean, none of these guys probably watched every one of his snaps. Yeah. Maybe this guy saw the wrong snaps or he was playing on a bum ankle or something that day or I don't know. But that sure doesn't add up for – him being a premier guard prospect, or anything else these guys talked about, like the first guy said, heavy hands when he gets his when he gets his hands on you, it's over. Um, he doesn't go backwards too often. Yeah, here's what a general manager said about him. Okay, heavy footed, waist bender. Hmm. Those are bad things. Those are bad things. If they aren't right in front of him, he ain't hitting them. Harding's is more athletic. Okay, but well, does sound like Harding's was more athletic. Harding's was more athletic, but heavy footed and waist bender. The waist bender thing, I don't believe. No, I, I don't mean, see I, that at all. The struggles in space thing seems to be a recurring theme here, and and I tend to bet that if you pulled him aside and asked him, he said, "Yeah, I got better at that," or yeah. you know, I mean, we worked on that in the NFL level as a 21, 22 year old. You know, not to mention as you get older and older. Here's what a third offensive line coach said about him: a warrior. Moves to stack. Some people lift the world but play weak. Not this guy. Toughest MF in this draft. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you covered him. I mean, toughness was yeah. apparent, right? Yeah. Then third and one, they ran It's funny that the, the offensive line coaches that he talked to all loved him. Mm -hmm. And it's the scouts and the GM who said, ah, oh, no, that guy's. Yeah, I don't think he can play. I don't know if his 
the three cone was good enough for yeah, yeah right. The, the offensive line coach. <laughs> the offensive like, line coach. Yeah, he's. I'll take that guy. He's a mean <laughs> dude that finishes that we run behind. That's a superstar in the making and. And I have more respect. I have a scouting background, but I have more respect for coaches than I do scouts. They know what it takes to win on game day. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Uh, here's the Hall of Fame resume. It's hard to believe Fanica has already been passed over five times as a Hall of Fame that finalist. That is a little baffling. Yeah. He went to nine Pro Bowls in his 13 seasons, was a six-time first-team All-Pro and a first-team selection on the NFL's all-decade team of the 2000s. All-decade team holds up for me a lot. The all-decade team should hold up because it's voted on by the Hall of Fame voters. <laughs> right. Like, I voted last year or two years ago on the Hall of Fame all-decade team for the 2010s. Okay. Because that was, that. Yeah, we, that was all part of the, the process yeah. that year. So, you know, those – and I, I brought that up when I was presenting Fanica. I'm like – Look, guys, I don't mean to, you know. There's not a lot of guard accolades I yeah. can give people, and this is one of the best but ones. you guys voted, like, he was voted <laughs> on to the all-decade team. It was all of us in this that room was, that did the, it. The guys right. in this room who voted on that. That's a good point. Yeah, so you thought he was good enough to be there. There aren't many guys who have been all-decade selections that don't, go. that don't go to the Hall of Fame. Sure. The, um, the one thing I don't like about all-decade is if you were drafted in 2005 and you played in 2015, well, it's hard to put you on either decade. But, but if you were dominant. But if you're on the team, yeah. it still says a mouthful. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only player with a, strong, a stronger Hall of Fame resume on the 2021 slate uh, would have been Peyton Manning. Fanica mm. closed his career playing two seasons with the Jets and a season with the Cardinals. Uh, both the Steelers in 2001 and the Jets in 2009 led the NFL in Russia, rushing with Fanica up front. His team finished in the NFL's top 10 in rushing in 10 of his 13 seasons. Wow. He only drew uh, his four holding calls in 201 career starts. <laughs> yeah. Four holding calls in 201 career starts. Think how many games starts. he started LSU That's one every 50. and the league. I mean, durability <laughs> and reliability. Yeah. And he missed and, one game in his career. And I think you said he had one holding call at LSU. I think he gave up one sack. One sack. One okay, sack. Okay, right. Um, wow. Yeah, he was the, the of the one guys who games, said, yeah. of the guys who were six-time first-team All-Pro selections going okay. into this year. It was him who weren't in the Hall of Fame. It who was, weren't in the Hall of Fame. It was him, Manning, and uh, Punter. Oh, Leckler but, maybe or somebody. I like think that. it was someone yeah. like that. They were the only guys who have been six-time All-Pros in the NFL history who weren't in the Hall of Fame. Wow. And Manning hasn't hadn't been eligible yet. I understand guards are not flashy and they don't have stats. I mean, and that's hard. And, and this is a side note. I really hope that 10 years from now people aren't referencing, well, Pro Football Focus had him as a Oh, for nine. God's sakes. That would make me sick. I have a feeling it's going to happen. I sure hope it doesn't in those meetings. That would make me yeah, ill. It would make me crazy. Yeah, this corner had a great – he graded so – I hate when people just reference it yeah. like it's gospel. Oh, he graded as a 90. By who? Anyway, um, I wonder in the history of football – how many six-time All-Pros? You said pro, all, oh, all Pros. First-team All-Pro. I would love to see that list because it's like Joe Green. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, there's it's, not, it's an elite it's a, list. That's an elite. To be named first-team All-Pro six, six times, times. You have means you were the best. People, A lot of people get confused between the Pro Bowl and All-Pro, and, and they use them. They interchange them. Night and day. It's it, They're not the same thing. Pro Bowl means you were voted – Two receivers, two running backs. Yeah, you were in the, the best in your conference. Yes, in your all, conference, right? All pro is the best in the league. Yes, and right, if right, you're right. first, so if you're first team all pro, that means you're one of the top two or three players at your position in the league. Right. Like there was a lot of years. There's one quarterback. There's two running backs. There's, two tackles. Yeah, right. two tackles. Like I remember, you know, like when I was at the Browns, 
Orlando Pace, Walter Jones were two guys I watched because I was in charge of that division. But Ogden was in the in the uh, with the the Ravens, and I guess Baselli and, and was you had Baselli, and, and that was one of the things that was brought up in the, during the Baselli debate. How do you leave two? Was of them like off when the those guys were. I mean, that was like the golden era of offensive tackles. Those guys elite. were all all considered elite, and so they all couldn't be first team right. all pros. So when when Fanica was playing, it was him and Hutchinson. I say I think they that was largely it. it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and center was a revolving door. Yeah, those four tackles. I mean, if you went four times, that would have been as impressive as a performance to go in six as one yeah. of the guards. Made. I mean, that was always the argument with with like uh, James Ferrier, mm-hmm. um, even to make the the Pro Bowl team in the AFC. They took one middle linebacker. Yeah, and he played during sense. the Ray Lewis era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ray Lewis is going to be on the Pro Bowl team every year. Every year, you know, right. I mean, I don't know how basketball works, but I assume they have a first team all all pro or yeah. you know, all star. Yeah. Well, if you're the second best shooting guard for 12 years <laughs> during the Bulls era, well, you know, yeah. you could be a sorry for your luck, yeah. Right. And someone, well, he only went. He was only a first. Well, it's like kind of like Do- like Dominique Wilkins, a guy like that. Right. Right. Who plays the same spot? At, you know. Bird. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay, you're a great player, but great player. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think you have to take that with some context, of course. But the fact that he does it six times. If we hold, if we had a list of six-time All Pros, they'd be the who's who of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Not, you know, oh, I think he's kind of a Hall of Famer. They'd be the who's who of the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's Jerry Rice, I'm sure. I bet there's like no running backs that did it. You know, I mean, I'm, I Actually, bet there's no I, quarterbacks. I have that, that list here for you. Oh, do you? I like, do. Quarterback would be really hard. Like one These are the first first team All Pro selection career leaders. Now, Fanick also had, I think, three second team All Pro lists. The one year he wow. didn't make first team All Pro, he had a stretch there of like five consecutive years, and mm-hmm. it was broken. Was the year he had to move to left guard or left tackle. Okay, so he was second that, right. team All Pro. He actually got votes at both spots that year: that tackle that, yeah. and that guard. And I'm sure there's another great guard that, that we don't even bring up. Uh, Jerry Rice. Yeah. And Jim Otto are the t- top two guys at 10 each. Wow. Ron Mix and Anthony Munoz with nine each. Okay. Uh, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, Joe Schmidt, uh, Cannonsburg native, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Jim Parker, Don Hudson, Bill George, a Waynesburg native, and Jim Brown. Jim Brown, yeah. Tied for f- uh, fifth place with eight. The guys with seven. Randall McDaniel. went every year of his career. Yeah. Randall McDaniel, Randy White, Bulldog Turner. Mike Singletary, Bruce Matthews, Gino Marchetti, Bob Lilly, Peyton Manning, Ray Lewis, John Hanna, Forrest Gregg, Otto Graham, and that those are the guys with seven. Wow. The guys with six, Shane Leckler, as I mentioned. Okay, he's the punter. Uh, Ronnie Lott, Leo Nominelli. Yeah, he's in Colt. Yeah, uh, actually San Francisco. Oh, okay. Alan Page, John Randall, Jim Ringo, Johnny Robinson, Andy Robostelli, Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, Junior Seau, uh, Joe Thomas, Jim Trier, Bobby Wagner, mm-hmm. Rod Woodson, Ron Yari, Jack Bobby Lambert, uh, Jack Ham, Tony Gonzalez, Danny Fortman, Alan Fanica, Patty Driscoll, Aaron Donald, Dermonte mm-hmm. Dawson, Lou Creekmer, and Dutch Clark. All those guys who are eligible are now in the Hall of Fame except for Leckler and then Wagner and Donald are both still elig- are still active. They're still playing, right. I mean, they're Hall of Famers. And they're going to go. I yeah. mean, Donald's an easy first-teamer, and I think Wagner easily goes. I there. mean, that's a that's a pretty exclusive list. You're, you're, you know, you're that's not- a strong argument. Yeah. And back to your point many times and Gosselin's point, I mean, it took Allen a long time to get in. It did. Considering that resume. I mean, yeah. what more do you want a guard to do? And he's got a ring. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> on good teams, <laughs> on, too. It's, yeah. you know, some of those guys weren't on great teams. Wow. Yeah, so – uh, I do think long Hutchinson overdue. at the same time hurt him. Yeah, long you know? overdue. And, and there, there was the Hutchinson-Mawai 
the Mawai thing bothers me. Yeah. Because I don't think he belongs. But anyway. But centers are tough. There's not many centers that I just look at. Well, that's a no-brainer. I mean, I, th I think was it you texted? Was it me or you? I can't remember now. I get, get confused with this. And when he was elected, tweeted that he wasn't the guy. And he he came back at me. Yeah. Rarely have I gotten you. a response yeah, that's right. from that. I'm like, I, I don't see it. And he's like, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I tweeted something similar. He didn't tweet back at me, but he did tweet back at you on that one. <laughs> so, anyways, we're gonna take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to a special edition of the drive here live from Canton, Ohio. Uh, we'll be here until 6 o'clock, uh, taking you uh, nearly up until the action. Uh, and then, of course, yeah. uh, you'll have uh, Tom uh, Offerman and Tom Bradley uh, taking you from 6 to 8 here up through the, uh, through the start of the ceremony here. But uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live in Canton, Ohio, here at, uh, at, on Radio Row at Canton McKinley High School, which is uh, right across the walkway from the uh, Hall of Fame, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, Steelers practice wrapping up back in Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin had this to say oh, okay. about Kevin Dotson uh, when he was asked about Dotson getting some second-team reps today. He said, he has done nothing to earn first-team reps. Wow. What are we talking about? He's a second-year guy who hasn't worked. Wow. How about that? Uh, that's a shot across the bow. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah, – everyone just pencils him in as a starter, and we did as well. You know, I mean, he really – how many games did he play in last year? He started Five, He started four games. Four? I think he – yeah. Okay. And he was good, but he wasn't – I'm not sure he's a six-time uh, – <laughs> all pro John Hanna exactly quite yet. You know, I mean, he hasn't earned much and they've gone out and, you know, got, brought in some guys, Finney and Coward and these guys sure sounds like they are sending a message to the young man. It certainly does. And, uh, hmm. interesting that, uh, that Mike Tomlin would say that, um, Rashad Coward getting the first team yeah. reps there today. I would expect at some point, um, maybe that changes. But as soon as Thursday, no. You think Coward starts on Thursday? I think he probably starts on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, if you're going to send the message and stick with this, it sure makes sense. They must have been happy with how Coward played as well. You know, he's got a game under his belt. I mean, that that has uh, something for to help his cause. Interesting. Um, I think all of us would be shocked if Dotson's not the starter on opening day. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think he's the guy. But it looks like he's uh, taking a little bit for granted. I think the Steelers are less worried about that offensive line I do too. than some other people. I just called up here your buddy uh, Warren Sharp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's rough on him. He's rough on essentially everything the Steelers do. He really is. It looks like it. Because uh, he, he's so analytical. Yeah. I mean, they don't go for it enough on fourth down. They drafted a running back in the first round, you know, so, but, I mean – He's a little too cut and dry. He has too the, black and white for me sometimes. He has the 2021 NFL offensive line rankings by unit. He has the Steelers 32nd. Yeah. I mean, go look at the Giants. He says the Steelers 32nd ranked offensive line allowed its running backs to be contacted at or behind the line of scrimmage on 42% of their carries, the second worst rate in the league. While they made some much-needed changes, the Steelers will be relying on unproven young linemen to replace Marquise Pouncey and Alejandro Villanueva. Well, you just said those guys were the problem. It. Right. And now you're saying that they didn't fix it or they didn't try to, you know, like. They didn't fix it well enough. They didn't fix it with guys that you, you. That you like. That you like. You're right, that you know a lot about and were first-round picks. Again, I 
I hesitate to go down this road sometimes because the Castro, Pouncey, Ramon, even the year before, Villanueva, were great Steelers that had a tremendous run as one of the top offensive lines for a really long stretch. I don't think collectively they were that good last year. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they didn't just win weren't. many one-on-one battles. Yeah. They looked old. They didn't move like they used to. Pouncey looked pretty beat up. DeCastro played hurt. That was not a good line last year, and it fell apart quickly. You know, when it fell apart, it fell apart quickly. I, I just looked at where he has the Ravens ranked. Okay. He has them at seventh. Ooh. He said the off- offensive line has been a strength in recent years, but there's been a significant shakeup this offseason. Left tackle Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley will be the only returning starter to his position from a season ago, though center Bradley Bozeman, who played guard in 2021 or 2020, also returns. They're also adding Alejandro Villanueva to the right tackle. And there were right. reports out of Baltimore this year that he hasn't looked good at right tackle. Yeah, we were talking about that before. Is there a shock here? Right, right, right. Okay, right. so you got them seven. I like the Zeitler pickup. Okay. But he's not a star that he used to be. No, he's not what he used to be. The Giants, who I think have the worst line in the league, cut him. Right. I mean, they didn't just not resign him. They cut him. Yeah. yeah but I do think um, I wouldn't have done it if I were them either. I but. mean, honestly, at this point in their careers, would you rather have Zeitler or Trey Turner? About the same. They're about the same. They're good starting right guards yeah. that are probably starting to decline. Right. You know. So, and one right. is a couple years young. Turner's a couple years younger. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, Zeitler's on his fifth team. Right. I mean, he's a good player, but he's been he's played every team in the in the division. <laughs> yeah. And the Giants, you know, so um, and not the Steelers. So I guess he's on his fourth team, yeah, obviously. But you, I mean, to say that the the Steelers making a bunch of changes. Um, and they're 32nd, and the Ravens made a bunch of changes, including taking an old st- a former st- Steeler guy that didn't get it done last year, mm-hmm. and they're seventh. And oh, by the way, and all of a sudden, and oh, by the way, the established guy that you have, Ronnie Stanley, might not be ready for the start of the season. That too. Al was on the market for a while. Right. Anybody could have had him for a long stretch, and maybe he turned down some offers. Maybe he picked and chose where he wanted. But my hunch, he didn't pick and choose to play right tackle on a team that runs the ball all the time. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe you want to go to an organization that was highly respectable like the Ravens or a contender. I get that. And I'm not saying the Steelers shouldn't be ranked low because those guys haven't no. proven it right, yet. Right, right, right. But you're giving the Ravens the benefit of the doubt here. Mm-hmm. He's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth on this. A little bit because the two, last two sentences that they wrote up were, well, much-needed changes were made. Well, that's what we want. But yeah. Then that's a bud. It's like, but these guys are unproven. Yeah, they are, and, and they would be hard to rank. Uh, I, I sent you something from Brandon Thorne, who I think is frankly the best O-line analyst in the business right now. All he does is line play, he, he, and he's going to do his defensive line rankings coming up here soon. Uh, he works for a couple different outlets, including his own, um, his own. But established the run is where this was published, and I've heard him on many podcasts. I actually had him on mine like a year ago. He's an O-line dork. I mean, that's all he does is O-line stuff. That's rough. <laughs> I mean, it's what he loves. He has a background in it, and he has his own niche in this world. And he had him like 26th or 27th, Yeah. which I 100% understand. I'm looking at that. He has the Ravens at 13th. Okay, right. I mean, they're, they're started. Ronnie Stanley, Ben Cleveland, Bradley Bozeman, Kevin Zeitler, Alejandro Villanueva. See, a lo- There's a couple of names there yes. in Zeitler and, and Villanueva, but there are a couple of names there. Those guys are both over 30. And this hadn't really dawned on me until we just had this conversation, but if you're going to kill a team for a lot of changes, the Ravens have a lot of changes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people aren't saying, well, Chooks could be better at left tackle than he was right tackle where he's playing out of position. It's, well, Bozeman goes to center, and we're not worried anymore. You know, like – 
a position change is because they're better at the new one, probably. I mean, right. It's not a situation where they're making them do something they don't want to do. It's They were probably out of position before this. And when they can shuffle their line around a, a guy like Chooks, they want him on the left side. Or Bozeman, they want it center. But you can't have one of them's not a positive and one's not a negative. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get that. I think. I think he's much more. He's much closer to where I think the Ravens probably should be. Right? He's actually the kids. Colts at eleven. Everybody says well, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Their left tackle situation is a disaster. Right it's it's now, Sam Tay. Right. right. Now. He's a real problem. Yeah. I actually haven't looked at this and, list. and, and the no Quentin Nelson potentially to start the season. Well, yeah, that, that has Your left side of your too. line's now a mess. Right. Right. I mean, look at the Giants' O line though. I mean, there's some real. That's a really. Well, bad that's who he has ranked last. I think he had Miami. No, he has Miami last. Miami's I'm sorry. Been, but, and the Bears 31st. My, Bears are bad. Yeah. I would put the Steelers ahead of all those for sure. Um, he has the Texans at 29 and the Steelers at 28. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, they yeah. be 27, 28. I just don't get you, you kill the Steelers f- for blowing up the 32nd right. rated line last year. And yet, that that's a negative. The Ravens blow up their line mm-hmm. and somehow that's, well, they'll be fine. Yeah, and it's really even a big picture thing is they're terrible at running the ball. They should have drafted no lineman in the first round. Uh, that's what the analytics told us. Well, they made give me a name four offensive line changes yeah. and added a new back and a tight end that might be able to block too. Like they're addressing the problem. Yeah, maybe don't like how they addressed it. That's fine, but don't pretend like they didn't address it because they didn't go sign uh, Joe Tooney for twenty million bucks or. Yeah draft a lineman in round one who wasn't worthy of the first round pick because there wasn't the name. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking I here. To, I'm going to see where he has the chiefs on here because that's another team that completely blew up their offensive line, but they went the opposite. Direction. They went the opposite I mean, direction. Everyone they paid knows for every name. They well, here's up. the team. Okay. So the, uh, the Packers actually have three guys starting in spots that they didn't start in. No. Right. They're moving Elton Jenkins to left tackle. Is that a done deal? I that's what he, that's what he has there. here. Okay, wow. You got John Runyon really at left guard and right. then Josh Myers at center, a rookie at center. Right. That's Replacing one of the best centers in the league. Yeah. Lindsay, you know, right. Um, yeah, their line worries me a little bit. Where does he have the Chiefs at on here? Like he's got See, a, I he's the got the Chiefs pretty Chief, high. He's got the Chiefs seventh. Really? You got Orlando Brown at left tackle. See, I don't think that experiment's going to work, but I don't think he's going to be a bottom ten left tackle. Yeah. Thune at left guard, Creed Humphrey at center, mm-hmm. Trey Smith at, le- at right guard. Mike, he loves Trey Smith. Mike Remmers at right tackle. And they have other options. Uh, Long is in the mix. Yeah. Um, they went crazy. I mean, I, I know he's super high on Trey Smith, who was a fifth or sixth round pick because he has some medical concerns. Not injury concerns, he has some medical concerns. But he's a really masher. But they got like eight guys that have started a lot of games. You know, he didn't even mention uh, the dude that opted out, uh, Tardif. Or Noang, who uh, opted out. But there's going to be growing pains. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to tell me the Steelers have growing pains, the Chiefs are going to have growing pains. The Chargers have four new starters, and he ranks them ninth. Now, a couple of them are. Uh, well, you, all big name guys. you added Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Sure. But you're making an assumption there that he can play left tackle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people looked at him and said, well, he's probably too short. He's going to play guard in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got Filer at left guard, who again was one of the guys, it was one of the problems with the Steelers last right, year. Right, right, right. Corey Lindsley at centers, very solid. Sure. Oday Obushi. They like him a lot. He's a masher. At right guard. Yeah. He's not but he wasn't a starter. Right. And the also the only returning starter for the Chargers is Brian Balaga. He's had a at lot right of tackle. injuries, which yeah. I think is a big reason they meant that they signed five. So how do you put them nine? 
the, the problem is there's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. Yeah, you know, that so is part of the that That's big part, part of the problem. Is somebody has to be nine. Somebody has to be in the top ten when there's really probably five good lines. I want to see where Sharp has. And none of them are Hutchinson and Walter Jones. Where does know? Sharp have the Chargers at here? Uh, I think the Chargers pretty high. because He I has them at 15. Okay. I mean, they were 32 last year, basically. Yeah. Um, and Belaga has had a lot of injuries. But Filer could go to right tackle for him. He if could, he had to. yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons they were high on Filer is he's going to start here and back up the other spot. Do you think he's a better guard or tackle? I um, like them better at right tackle. I like them better at tackle as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, the Ravens, uh, with all those changes. Um, looking here to see who I'm has sure massive. The Brownies are really high. I'm just curious where he has the Bengals. Looking to see uh, uh, who had massive changes. Massive changes. Well, the Vikings have three new starters. Yeah. You got Derisaw at left tackle, mm-hmm. who hasn't practiced much in this preseason. No, no. Uh, Ezra, Cre- Ezra Cleveland at left guard, yeah. Garrett Bradbury at center, Wyatt Davis at right guard, Brian O'Neill at right tackle. Okay, and they're very young. He's got them at twenty-one. Yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, that's a lot of unproven, but their track record or their pedigree guys. Here's one here that I think people need to look at and and, and think. Okay, this could be what the Steelers. Is this Thorn's list or is this Sharp's list? This is Thorn. This is okay. on Thorn's list. Uh, the Seahawks at 22. Mm. Who's been one of the best running teams in the league the last couple of years? Now, certainly the quarterback is part of that. Yeah, right, right, right. But the Seahawks have run the football no, without well, a great offensive line. No, you're 100% right. Uh, this year it's it's Dwayne Brown at left tackle. Dwayne Brown has been one of the better left tackles in the league, but he's also getting up in age. Oh, yeah, like him and Whitworth and a couple yeah. of these guys that are hanging on a long time. They're still getting it done. I mean, it's a – a guile and smarts and toughness position. But. but it's Damian Lewis at left guard, Ethan Posick at center, Gabe Jackson at right guard, Brandon Shell at right tackle. Gabe Jackson's, a, a, I still think, a good player, but it's not like. It's not what he once was. No, he's had a couple of rough years. Lately. Yeah. But 22nd ranked offensive line, and they run the heck but out of the football. The well. Yeah. Yeah. Carson's been very effective. So that. a good running back can. Oh, yeah. Help that along for sure. No, you're 100% right. Uh, the Bengals are – he has them in Tier 5 offensive line liabilities. That's mm-hmm. where the Steelers are at. He has them at 26. Uh, with the uh, – no, everybody returning, um, Jonah Williams, Quentin Spain, Trey Hopkins, Jackson Carmen. Jackson Carmen does not returning. He's not returning. He's a rookie. No. Uh, and then Riley Reef at right tackle. Okay. So. Um, yeah. I mean, you can make a case that – would you rather have the Bengals or the Steelers line? I think they're probably on the same tier. They're comparable. I mean, there's right. certain guys you'd rather have. I mean, I certainly you'd find a way to – Jonah Williams Jonah would fit Williams into the – the most valuable. He would qu- fit line. into the equation somewhere. Right, right, right. But I don't know that any of those other guys are like, oh, you know. No. I think Hopkins is an underrated center, but they're guards. He's okay, but I think yeah. Green might be better. I don't think I'd trade him straight up from Green. That's no. what I know about Green right now. No. So. I mean, a lot of teams are hurting on the offensive line. I mean, yeah. there's just no way around it. That's just where the league is right now. But I don't think that – Boy, this line's going to cripple the offense. I think it'll be a better line than last year. Spe- That's particularly, what I keep back particularly running the football. Right. And I think they're well. going to come off the football and run the ball well. Yeah. I know they're going to be a better running team than last year. Yeah. Is it going to be a better run blocking line than last year? I lean towards yes. Uh, is it going to be a better line than last year? I lean towards yes. That I mean, I don't, mean I, don't think, I don't think that their pass blocking metrics, because, you know, obviously there were some. Some good stuff that they did yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of you know not allowing sacks and those kind of Absolutely. things. Absolutely, they'll probably allow more sacks. They'll year. probably allow more sacks. Yeah, but I think they'll be a much better run blocking unit. I do too. I do too, and that's the priority, obviously. Yeah, 
No. I'm, I'm less worried about the line than everybody because else. Because Roethlisberger can still get rid of the football very quickly. Oh, he will. He did yeah. remarkable. <laughs> he needs to hold it a little longer. But if better. you're running the football effectively, that can work. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think their skill guys are quite good. I don't know. I, I mean, I trust the Steelers to no end, especially Kevin Colbert and his staff. That hey, He seems to like this group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zach Banner, they liked. Yeah. One year ago, they gave we him money. By Zach Banner, and they liked him. Yeah, they gave him money two years in Quickly. a row. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, he was a priority. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We are live from Canton, Ohio. I just thought that was interesting news about Kevin Dotson not yeah. working today with the starters. That's very interesting. Yeah, very interesting in, indeed. Um, but uh, we are live here from Canton, Ohio, where later on this evening we'll, they'll have the Hall of Fame inductions. Alan Fanica will be going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We'll hear his speech. Um, I was wrong earlier when I said it was uh, Tom Bradley oh, yeah, and yeah. Tom Offerman. is actually Wes Euler and Tom and Offerman. Tom yeah. yeah, so uh, you can stay here to listen to those two uh, right after our show. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live in Canton, Ohio, here at the uh, NFL Pro Football. I guess the Pro Football. Yeah, it's not, not the, the NFL. NFL. People, it's a misconception Pro out there. Right, right. They also have the Black College Hall of Fame here as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, lots of news and notes from around the league today. Um, the uh, Dolphins have reworked Xavier Howard's deal after his trade demand. And it uh, looks like he is now happy again. They gave him new, they gave him new money there. Yeah, which I guess makes they sense. They just gave him new money last year. I think it was two years ago. Was it two years ago? Because they signed Byron Jones the That's year right. after yeah. that, which I think was what stuck in his craw a little bit. Like, a little bit. Hey, I'm a lot better than Jones. I'm the one that follows around the number one receiver. Um, I, I guess I can understand that. Uh, I think him and Chandler Jones are kind of in similar situations. Well, Chandler Jones sat out or yeah. missed all last year. But I don't think either is going to be really hit the market like people think. No. You know, they're too important to their teams. At least it's going to end this silly <coughs> Steelers should trade for Xavier Howard uh, talk. I mean, that wouldn't have been cheap. And you'd have to give him a contract like this. I mean, he's probably one of the highest paid corners in the league right now. And he already was two years ago, to your point. Real good player. Um, I don't think he's a special player, but he's a really good player. Yeah. Man coverage guy. Uh, the Colts gave Darius Leonard a five-year, $98.5 million contract extension that now makes him – the top-paid inside linebacker in football. This is just a couple of weeks after Fred Warner signed an extension mm-hmm. that made him the highest-paid guy. And I get both cases. You know, whoever's second's probably going to get just a little bit more. Kind of foolish. Um, they're both about the same age. Uh, Modern-day, smaller, fast, highly instrumental to their defense-type linebackers. Um, 
you hope Bush gets to this level someday in terms of his production and warrants such a deal, but these guys aren't going to be cheap. No, they aren't, and this is one of the reasons why I brought up on Twitter today the whole tackle uh, right, situation. Right, right, right. Like The first thing you see about uh, Leonard, and I'm, I'm looking here at an ESPN.com story, Leonard had 132 tackles and three sacks and three forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries uh, while helping the Colts return to the playoffs last year. Um, he was defensive rookie in the year in 2018 when he "Quote unquote," led the league, led the NFL with 163 ta- yeah. tackles. I don't care. No, I, don't, I don't care about how many tackles you had. No, because it's not a stat. It's not a stat. It's not an official statistic. I think the Colts are actually one of those teams that's well known for uh, inflating them yeah. a little. You know what I mean? big, yeah, he was close to the pile. Give him sure. a tackle. He's super important to those guys. He's a good player. Right. I'm not taking anything away from him. To do with but that. Yeah. I don't want to hear about his his tackle totals. <laughs> right. uh, that doesn't that doesn't matter to me. This one, though, is interesting. Um, Baker Mayfield said that, that Josh Allen's mega deal is a win for all NFL quarterbacks. Okay. Because I mean, now you have – Same draft class. He got a six-year, $258 million contract extension. Um, and he said it's good, if, good for the quarterback position overall. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Yes, I mean, it certainly is. I don't know that he's on that same tier. I mean, Josh Allen, to me, of all the quarterbacks in the league not named Mahomes, he might be the one I'd invest in. You know, he'd be in the conversation for the guy. Here's the, the funny thing about it, though. Forward. You know, if you, if you think back to a year ago, mm-hmm. nobody was talking about Josh Allen not in this, this level. Nope. Um, and I still hear people saying, well, I want to see him prove it again before I, I give him the money. But yet we're lo- we're willing to look at, like, Justin Herbert and say, oh, well, he's going to, you know, he's he it's should be the guy. Deal. Yeah. yeah, it's a done deal. He's going to be a superstar. There, there's definitely a lot of cart before the horses with quarterbacks. And, you know, we, we've sometimes referenced uh, Mike Sando's quarterback tiers. Allen was the first two. Right. You know, because a lot of people are like, let me see one more year. Right. And, frankly, I mean, it's it's remarkable that every year of his career's completion percentage has gone up. Remarkably. Each one are big steps. Yeah. You know, and so I doubt that happens again. And, frankly, it might even go back. Oh, there's no way it can go up more. It can't more. go up again. I mean, right, it was like right, 70% right. last year. <laughs> right. I mean, will he be able to maintain that? I mean, even if he goes back a little, he's still a special, special player and so important for what they do. I mean, there's no – ways around it. I mean, that's exactly what they need to invest in. But, boy, it's a big buck. And I love him. I mean, I have been blown away with him. I was wrong. I, th- I, I He wasn't high on my list coming out of school. I thought he was a, a liability after his first year. But I would be giving him that kind of money. I don't know that I would with Baker. That's going to be the question. That's, and and I, I saw something today where the, the Browns, I think Jeremy Fowler tweeted this out, that they're now talking extension with Denzel Ward. I did hear that. That just came around, too. And They just did Chubb. He's not going to be cheap. No. And then all of a sudden now, what do you like, again, we talked about this last week on our show. Um, they've got some guys, when you start looking at that, that cap situation next year, they're up against it right now. they got a lot in that $10 million range. Yeah. A lot. And their offense. Where all of a sudden now maybe you have to say goodbye to Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham. A couple or, of those linemen. A couple of the linemen. Yeah. And certainly Hooper and, and Dockwe and, you know, a lot of these type of guys. So you are, look at their, you know, their window. Is closing fast. It's it's not, I mean, I, I, do you trust that organization to, to, to right. navigate through this part of it well, the wind, and come out well on the other side? 
the the buying window is closed. Yes. I mean, there's no more Clownies and Conklins and Hoopers. I mean, these guys that they've added the last two years. Throwing $4 million at uh, uh, Tack McKinley. McKinley. Yeah. I mean, the, the two, two defensive backs they got from the Rams. I mean, those guys are expensive. Those days are done. Now it's the Sealer problem, the Newsoms and the JOKs and the – the recent draft picks, they got a hit now. Now you get a, and now you the get a, pressure's on you. And then you get to assign the, them to long-term contracts. Yeah, or at least get four or five good years out of the, right. You know your picks while you develop a star or two. Uh, Baker's the one though that worries me. Like I get it, I think he's a very good quarterback at best. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and if you start taking, he was pieces, another one where the cart got put before the horse after his rookie year, big time. Big like, time. there were people talking about him being the next big thing. Right. And even now, I mean, you, you see him, again, in all the commercials. And, he, you know, he's doing a thousand things. Like, shouldn't you do something first mm-hmm. before, you, before you're before you plastered all over the TV? And it, part of it is because he's a first overall pick. And he is a charismatic guy. And that team's hot right now. I get it. And I like him. I mean, I think he's a really good player. But he's not as talented as Allen. He doesn't have as high a ceiling as Lamar. The you know? other – Part of the equation is that teams that have success, even a, a modicum of success, now all of a sudden your your players become commodities. Oh yeah. When yeah. they hit the open market. Right, right, right. Not only that, they want more money. Well, hey, I'm helping you win. Mm-hmm. This isn't like you know when they were going zero and sixteen and like sure. okay we you know, go in sixteen without we you. go in sixteen with anybody <laughs> right you know right. and so you then cut Joe Hayden and you, you know do make mm-hmm. do make moves like that. Well, now you've got guys who. It, should they become free agents, teams are going to want. Oh, yeah. And you're not going to get them for, you know, pennies on the dollar. No. Or, you know, you're going to have to pay no. some money for these guys. No, without question. And you've got to decide who to keep and who to let go. And that becomes part of the, the issue. And I think a really difficult thing in the league right now is when you have a good quarterback that you can win with, and that's Mayfield. Goff was that guy just a year or two ago. Yeah. You know, that, boy, I'm scared of – what to do without him. If I decide that I'm not going to give them his demands, and I know I'm kind of overpaying, but there's a lot of Mayfield jerseys in the stands, and my owner says sign Baker, even yeah. though I'm not sure it's He's right the face move. of the franchise, right. you know. A lot of stuff comes out of the owner. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. Uh, hey, we're winning games with Baker. You're, there's no way you're getting rid of him. Yeah. You know, even though you're like, if I give this guy $35 million, I know I'm going to regret it. It might be more than $35 It might million. be more than 35 for him, right. It might be, you know, you might be looking at, I mean, you're looking at 45 for Mahomes, 43 for, for uh, Allen. First of all, Lamar Jackson is going to want somewhere in that range yeah, in Baltimore. He, was an MB, he has an MVP award, just like Mahomes. I'm not a big quarterback win stat guy, but Lamar's win percentage as a starter is remarkable. Yeah. It's like the best in the league. Um, right? and, and then you start looking at the, like, okay, so – Let's say Mayfield comes in asking for it. Let's say, yeah, let's say the Ravens go ahead and they give Jackson $43 million. Let's say it's the same as Allen. The same, similar contract to Allen's. And then, okay, so now the Browns have to sign Mayfield, and he's going to say, I want 40. Right. I want five years at $200 million. Yeah. And <laughs> like, the owners will be like, well, we can't let go of that guy. Five, I mean, that's what you're That's quarterback money now. I know. And I, I know the cap will go up, and that won't look as bad two years from now, and there's all those things. I just keep thinking if you're a Steeler fan, which probably 99.9 of our listeners are, I think you want them to sign Baker to a $40 million deal. This is actually not a bad time to be in the quarterback market, in a young quarterback market. No, right, right. Because that that price tag is huge. The cap is going to continue to go up. You're going to have that money to spend on a T.J. Watt or someone of that nature. 
And what used to be, as I said yesterday, what used to be quarterback money, $25 million a year, that's yeah. that's and that's now Andy Dalton quarterback money. Yeah, yeah, it's it's inflated very fast. Even though the cap did what it did, you yeah, know, those last two years, it's interesting. Um, I, I, some of it, I think, is just you just pay them. I mean, and the Steelers were in this situation with Ben for many times. It's just that's a going rate. That's what you pay. That's them. what you pay them. I mean, it's, people Dallas people went back. nuts over you know well Ben's a forty one and a half million dollar cap hit this year well the salary wasn't forty one and a half million dollars no, that's what the cap hit was they can't go kick because out the road they a little kept too right, yeah, yeah they kept uh, re, you know uh, moving money around in his contract right right um, uh, he's a relative bargain this year at twenty five point nine million <laughs> right right I mean the Eagles are paying I mean, Wentz like twenty million to, to be, not play to for the Colts yeah and the Rams are paying Goff a bunch to not it goes be back there, to right? the to the line in uh, 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 Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Where David Justice is, is in the cage and he's talking to Billy Bean and says, Billy, you're pay. He's what makes you special, David? Billy, you're paying me six million dollars this year to be special. He goes, Nope, you're wrong, David. I ain't paying you six million dollars. <laughs> right. The Yankees are paying three of that for you not to play, <laughs> um, not to be on their team. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, that's the golf thing. We'll give you picks to get him out of here. Yeah, you know, so we can have Stafford. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not predicting that for Mayfield, but it could get to that point. Two they're paying everybody else, though, and, right. and it's kind of like they're expecting the quarterback to just come along here, mm-hmm. say, "Look, you're, we're bring, we're keeping these guys. Now you got to take a lesser deal." Right. And I don't know that he's going to do that. And I imagine he'll get signed this off season. You know, just like Allen, just like Lamar. Um, we saw the the Warner to Leonard. You know, once one happens, it's real easy to sign yeah. the next guy. Although Mayfield's not like the other two to me, but. Again, I'm not predicting. In Cleveland, it. though, he might be. That's the to thing. To them, he might to be. To them, he might be that right, guy. To that ownership yeah. that has uh, jerseys walking around with 20 names of quarterbacks on the back, and we don't have to do that crap anymore. You know? Yeah. And finally, Ben's not the winningest guy in our building. <laughs> you know, it's a little it's different. It right. only took 20 years. It only took 20 years. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so it's worth it to different organizations. But I don't think you have to paint a crazy picture when – Odell, Landry, Batonio, Hooper, Chubb starting to get old. It's 2023, and they're going, wow, are we going to trade Baker and a second-round pick to the Texans for a bag of footballs to get them out of here? Are we going to move on from J.C. Treader or some of these guys? guys, Right, because the cast isn't going to be as good. And now it's time for Baker to take over. And Miles Garrett's big money is kicking in and things of that nature. Chubb's gotten older, and, you know, it's just – it's a hard thing it's to a, maintain. It's a hard line to walk. Right. That's why, again, the Steelers' salary structure is always very – That's why they're yeah. contenders year after year, and it's really, really hard to do. I mean, even with a good quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Know. But uh, interesting. I don't know that Baker's a real – I mean, he's not a Ben-level quarterback. A Ben no. is prime-level quarterback. No, I don't think he'll no, ever be that. I don't that. think he'll ever be that. Yeah. I mean, Ben's been a top-five guy for a long time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but uh, should be interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah uh, certainly something to keep an eye on here. But uh, yeah, what's the cap going to look like in two years? It might be a massive. We and don't know. Even yeah. matters. It's yeah. a monopoly money. I don't know. Um, but uh, we are live from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We're going to be back with Hour 3. Yeah. We're going to hear from uh, the Steelers Hall of Famers uh, who went into the uh, Hall of Fame, in, in, were inducted last night, I should say. We'll hear from all three of them in the final hour here right after this.